So I was studying brain function this past week, as well as revisiting the idea of the phrase, to think is to create. And I wanted to share what I learned in the hopes that you will begin to not only see how powerful your mind is, but you'll actually believe it and then take action. So stick around. The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to Rat Race Reboot. I'm your host, Laura Noel. And as a certified coach and former 27-year military leader, each week I provide bite-sized mindset pivots that will help you reset your mind, reawaken your spirit, and regain your control. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Rat Race Reboot. I'm excited, and I love when all of the things that I'm studying and working on kind of meld together and provide a focus for a topic. So I am taking a neuroanatomy class in my doctoral program, and also I'm in a coached mastermind through SCI seminars. You've heard me talk about PSI seminars numerous times. And we were revisiting in my mastermind this idea of to think is to create. And I've talked about this, the power of your mind and how your brain doesn't know the difference, your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's imagined. And we have to kind of learn how to play the mind game in order to really be successful at life, the game of life, right? And so in my neuroanatomy class, I loved some of the videos that I was watching, TED Talks, and I have the links in the show notes for you. But V.S. Ramachandran, he's a neuroscientist. Um, He's a professor at the University of California, San San Diego Department of Psychology. But he was doing some experiments with a mirror box. And so just to touch on this lightly, he was um, conducting some experiments with people who had phantom limbs or pain in their phantom limb. So their limb, you know, is no longer there. They're having, but they're still experiencing pain. And there was one individual he was talking about who had the sensation that in his phantom limb that his fist was constantly clenched and he could feel the sensation of the tightness and the stress in that limb. So he was experimenting and he had this box with a mirror in it. And so he would have the individual put their hand in the the mirror box and reflected would be another hand. And so consciously, these individuals knew that that wasn't another limb in the box, but the image projected onto the mirror and reflected was tricking the brain into thinking that both limbs were there. And as a consequence, long story short, the pain that people were um, experiencing dissipated. And that person that had that sensation of their fist being clenched, it was relaxed because he was seeing the relaxed hand of his, you know, the hand that was actually there existent in physical form in the mirror. 
was relaxed. And so there are a lot of implications for this. Um, but, you know, think about there's experiments out there, you can Google them, where somebody has their hand on a table and then they have their hand on their lap and then there's a, a, another hand made out of rubber on the table to kind of replicate their hand. And when the um, person doing the experiment like hits the hand, the rubber hand, the person actually experiences that sensation of being hit or that fear, right? Their brain thinks that that's their hand. So it, it gets me thinking about what are the implications of this, right? What are the implications of this if, um, you know, our brain can be tricked into thinking that that hand is inexistent and you no longer have that pain in that phantom limb, what does that mean for other things? And I think with these experiments, um, there were implications for people that have experienced stroke and um, overcoming some of those experiences after stroke. If, if uh, part of their face was drooping a little bit and looking at one side intact the way it used to be and lifted, are there implications there? But uh, even further than that, are there implications with regard to our perceptions and if we perceive that that limb is there and that as a consequence, we start experiencing a, a lessening of pain in a phantom limb, can we experience a perception shift in our, in our perception of ourselves overall or our ability to achieve a goal? Can we use visualization as a tool to maybe... Um, get us closer to our dreams and our goals without really any conscious effort. I love this topic and I definitely am going to be exploring it a lot deeper, but I was thinking about um, this idea of to think is to create and the idea of perception. Now, in those experiments that I just described, there was a, a shifting of perception, which then tricked the brain into thinking something was there that wasn't, and then alleviated a symptom or a pain, right? So our perception is one of our higher mental faculties. And it's one of the things that I teach and guide clients through a process of tapping into that perception and learning to use it in a way that's beneficial for them when they're trying to alter the image that they're holding of themselves as a being, as an author, as a coach, as a leader, as a father, as a mother, whatever the case may be, wherever they're trying to make an improvement in their life. Um, we have to alter their, their perception of themselves and their ability to accomplish that goal. And there, you know, I love thinking about the brain and, and our mind. The brain is an organ in your body. The mind is in every cell of your being. And a part of our brain, the amygdala, is it's designed to, our brain really is designed to keep us safe, our function there. It's not designed necessarily to, um, help us create a, a nice, beautiful, plush life. It's not designed to keep us happy. It's designed to keep us safe. You know, we, we are scanning our environment. I think it's up to uh, every like six seconds. We're scanning our environment unconsciously for threat, you know, so we can go into that fight, flight, or freeze, right? So 
we want to learn how to work with our brains so that we can, instead of focusing on threat, 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 we want to shift the focus on to the possibility. And so in order for us to do that, we really have to learn how to leverage our perception and learn how to perceive things correctly. The truth is, whatever you imagine, you can have. Whatever vision you have for yourself in your mind's eye, that is meant for you. Uh, One of my mentors had said, and I love this, it's so brilliant. Why is it that you have ideas for what you want, your goals, your dreams, your vision, but I don't have those same visions? It's because these things are meant for you to have. But we trip ourselves out uh, when we listen to things that aren't true, when we listen to the naysayers, when we look at, when we try something and we fall, and we look at that as evidence to support our belief that we can't do it, or this isn't meant for me. So shifting our perspective and our perception that's in alignment with what we want is really what we need to get grounded in, in order to move forward and start gaining momentum. Um, So I love this idea of neurons that fire together, wire together. That's Hebb's law. So we want to get into a practice of, of tapping into our perception, perceiving things and shifting it in a way that are, that's in alignment with what we want, what we want to create, and then get into a practice and repetition of doing that. You know, when we are creating neural pathways or new neural pathways, when we're learning something new, we're carving out those grooves, we're making connections, right? And that's where learning takes place. But the more we practice, that's where learning has occurred. And now we're no longer learning, we're remembering. So shifting our perspective is a practice that we need to engage in Uh, Whenever we're faced with a a challenge or an obstacle or whenever we want to look at what's happening outside of us, the information that we're taking in through our five senses, and we're using that as our truth, we want to lean on what's inside of ourselves, what we already know to be true, and that is your vision that is meant for you. So a couple of tools that I wanted to uh, share with you that can help you shift your perspective and change your perception. Uh, One of them is called the screen of the mind. And that is what I've learned through Psy Seminars. And it's one of those tools, if you are listening to this today and you have gone through Psy Seminars, the basic seminar, which is where we learn a lot of these tools such as this, it's one of those tools that... I have often forgotten to use. I I didn't create a habit. Like I'll meditate all day long, but sometimes I forget to use the screen of the mind. So if you're listening today, I think this would be a great reminder for you. So here's how it works. You imagine maybe like 10, 20 feet in front of you, you have a big giant screen. Maybe it's a movie screen or a large flat screen TV, and it's blackened. It's dark in the background, and the frame around it is black. And so what I want you to imagine is think about a situation where you're not getting the result that you want. 
you know, you are, maybe you're not earning the income you want, or you're not having the impact you want, or there's a relationship and you're not having the connection that you want, or the type of conversations and fulfillment you want from a circumstance or conversation or whatever the case may be. So imagine that situation the way it is, and imagine that you're projecting this on that screen, the screen of your mind, and it's with that black border. See it play out in all detail. What are you experiencing? How does it feel in the midst of this conversation or the way that this is unfolding for you? How are people perceiving you in this movie image that you're projecting onto the screen? So you project that onto the screen and then you let the screen wipe clean and imagine now that the screen is just golden and glorious. It's like surrounded by lights. It's illuminated and beautiful. Now I want you to imagine that same situation, but the way you want it to unfold. You're changing your perspective. You're changing your perception of the situation. If you could have it play out any way you want, what would that look like? And imagine seeing that on the screen of your mind. And if you make this a practice, what you'll find and what I found is that I'm inspired to act in a different way. What's happening here is you're seeing the solution, the end result, what you want. And as a result, instead of collecting evidence for why this isn't working or why this relationship is going down the tubes or why you're not earning what you want to be earning, which is what your brain is showing you when you have that first image in your mind. But when you're focusing on the end result, the solution that you want to have, you'll be more open to see the solutions that are already all around you. You're training your brain to be a solution-finding mechanism, and that's the beauty of this exercise. So with practice, you're shifting your perspective. So instead of seeing problem, 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 you're seeing this is the solution. How do I get to this? And then you'll start seeing evidence for that. And it's amazing how the solutions, once you encounter them, you're like, oh, I could have had a V8. Like, a v- like I'm aging myself here. But you'll have a moment like, duh, that was in front of me all this time. Or that person was there ready to help me all along and I just couldn't see it. So it's really, it's nothing magical necessarily, but you're just opening your mind to what's already there because you're shifting your perspective, okay? Another tool that I learned from Bob Proctor, which is really helpful, is when you are faced with a challenge and you're moving toward your goal, um, get the problem outside of you. When you're faced with a challenge or a problem, know that you are not the problem. You are not the challenge. You are a person with a problem. You are a person with a challenge. That's it. So get it out on paper. Get it outside of you. Journal it. Write it down. And then imagine you're sitting across the table from somebody you admire. Maybe it's a coach. Maybe it's a mentor. Um, Somebody who, it doesn't matter whether they're alive or in their, their spiritual form and they've passed on to another realm. You can imagine they're sitting right in front of you. You write that problem out, get it outside of you, and then push it across the table to that person, that imaginary person who's sitting across from you. And then imagine they're reading this problem or challenge. What would they say about it? 
what, what solutions might they come up with? How would they see you in the context of this challenge? And again, you are seeing your problem from another perspective. And in that, you're going to be amazed at the solutions you come up with. I, I definitely want you to try this. And I want to hear from you. I want to hear how it goes. So try it out. Give it like a couple weeks. And then I want to hear from you on ratracereboot.com, wherever you listen to your podcasts. I want to see in the comments how this went for you. You can also send me an email and I would love to hear about it. But these are two tools that I rely on often and they're often forgotten, but they're so powerful. If, you, if you've been using these tools before, revisit them, try it again, get into a habit because when you're training your brain to see what, what isn't there initially in your physical surroundings, those solutions are there, out there. There are things and people that are waiting, looking for you, who want to help you. There are solutions out there right in your grasp. If you would just shift your perspective, you could see them. So I hope this has been helpful for you today. Um, there's another study in there that I want to share with you. It's in the show notes from the same neuroscientist and researcher. Go on to ratracereboot.com. Look at the show notes. Check those studies out. And I definitely want to hear from you. Leave us a five-star review. Leave us your comments. But until we see each other again next week, remember, everything is created twice. First in your mind and then in physical form. Have a great week. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.